1: absolutely sick and tired of it, and so are the American people. This sham of an institution
2: is doing nothing for the American people.
3: Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yep. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. That was Chip Roy. It's uh, six minutes after nine. I'm Sean. How are you? Happy Thursday to you. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, right off the bat, and then we'll talk about some, some stuff here, some new, some newest, some newest. But, uh, uh, we, uh, dedicate the show, and I know Trey, we, we talked about, uh, the showman quite a bit on, uh, on his show, and, or on the 580 KTSA Morning News, and then wearing in Rima, But Dusty Hill, bassist for ZZ Top, passed away last night at, uh, the age of 72. And, uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm, I can't really, I, I, you know, grew up in Maryland. <laughs> so, I, and I, I did do classic rock for a little while in my career, you know. Um, so, I, I'm not I'm not going to pretend that I'm extremely familiar with their music uh, because I haven't been in the, over the course of my life. But those, you know, ZZ Top was so iconic in the '80s, uh, and not only with the, the songs that uh, that ended up on the radio, but uh, just the way they looked. You know, they were kind of crazy looking dudes with the beards and the spinning guitars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and as I now know and understand, he was phenomenal musicians. And Billy Gibbons, I think, is considered one of the greatest guitar players on planet Earth. And this is kind of sad. He, I guess he just went to sleep and, uh, and didn't wake up. He did, I think, hip surgery or something well, at some point.
1: Yeah, what had happened was he was, they were on tour. Right. Uh, finally got to go back on the road. This was their 50th anniversary. tour, 50 years. And then he, he fell or he hurt himself somehow and hmm. did something to his hip. And then he went home to Houston to get the problem taken care of, and he went to bed a couple nights ago. Or a couple uh, nights ago, yeah. And yesterday morning, he did not did not wake up. Right. Mm. So very sad. Yeah. But, but I didn't, you know, like you, I enjoyed the videos on MTV back in the oh 80s, yeah, they were great. <laughs> they were they were great. You know, man. it was like I used to watch these things. You know, I'd heard, I was familiar with the band. Right. You know, I had a lot of cousins who were ten years older than me, and they, right. You know, they introduced me to a lot of, of the music of that time from the 70s and so when they came along with those videos on mtv you know i used to watch them with their beards and the right the the, the really nice cars and all the all the pretty (laughs) ladies and i'm like man, i want to be in zz top (laughs) who didn't want to grow my beard i want to be one of these guys i want to be be. one of those guys man yeah move to texas grow my beard out come on because
3: every girl's crazy about a sharp dressed man right so you know, very sad, and uh, for Texas, and and you guys were talking about having uh, putting the flags at half mast, the
1: state flag. Right?
3: I think we should. I think it'd be great.
1: Yeah,
3: and and you guys mentioned something earlier too that was true. Is that Zizi? You never heard of any scandal? I mean, my, most of the big guys, you know, whoever they are big musicians or rock stars or what have you, they always have some weird crap that follows after them or scandals. They didn't have that with these guys. No, as far not that I can remember of, of no. any way, shape, or form. You know, I just like playing music, so. And,
1: and that was what they were all about. I know, saw some interviews recently with, recently with Billy Gibbons. Mm. Um, and the interviewers, you know, oftentimes interviewers try to corner an entertainer into answering oh, yeah. a question that's, you know, a hot topic politically or, or culturally or what have you. Right. And just the way he would skate around it so that he wouldn't <laughs> have to really come out and tell you how he really feels, I thought was brilliant, you know?
3: <laughs> that's an art form in yeah. a sense.
1: You know, because they asked him, you know, what, you know, what about you know? Asked him Billy Gibbons about cancel culture, and and he was like, "Well, you know, I'm sure that there was a time where if, if they would have tried to cancel us because we were, you know, we had the long beards and in right. the, the videos, but we're still here. You know, he just kind of <laughs> made his Excellent. way around it." So I was like, "Yep, there you go. It's all you need to know about these guys." I so.
3: you know just missed meeting him, uh, Billy Gibbons, uh, a couple of months ago with the Augie Myers uh, uh, tribute right uh and uh i, I regret that, i, I hadn't been vaccinated yet, and so i hadn't you know still wasn 't going out, but they yeah. just they all just seemed like such great guys in general a lot of fun, a lot great of
1: fun music was always great. We saw them up in Austin a couple of years oh, ago did you yeah. we brought the kids to go see <laughs> <laughs> we had a car load of teenagers, and you wow. my, well, my son Thomas, who you know right um that's like one of his top three favorite bands right um, right you know you go to his apartment he 's got posters and he's got the t shirts and <laughs> Um. So you know, we brought the kids up and and just had a a wonderful time. And you know, and I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who I've known for about forty some years. You know, you can listen to ZZ Top, but then when you listen to them live in their home state, there was just something very magical about Completely it. Completely you know, different. It was like experience. a little extra something going on there.
3: Completely so, different experience. Yeah,
1: it was wonderful. So and I'm, very glad, cool. I'm glad I had
3: that. Now, I'm so. glad you got to see him. You know, because yeah. Trey and I were talking about this as well. That so many of the folks that we grew up with uh are, are moving on right. you know so to speak or right. going home however you want to however right. you want to you want to describe it mm-hmm. because they're all in their 80s they're all in their late 70s right. and 80s they're, they're, uh they're up there and uh you when one passes if you didn't see them in concert right you know it almost feels like i, I never i also I, I wish i had I'd gone to see prince you know i never right. saw right. prince in concert the same here uh so I, I never i have not seen zz top and uh had not seen zz in concert but uh i bet seeing them in texas
1: really was a it was a won- it was wonderful yeah. it, the, the best part was um <laughs> and i can't believe i'm telling the story but we were sitting there and there was a lady next to us this is up at the austin 360 right there's a lady sitting next to us and she's talking to us about how she's a school teacher and that way well, you know what she's doing during summer vacation right. or whatever um and she had been sitting next to us because there was cheap trick and bad company playing as well. <laughs> right. And so yeah. she sat next to us throughout the most of the show. And then ZZ, and she's a school teacher, ZZ Top comes on. She reaches in her, in <laughs> her purse, <laughs> pulls out a joint. <laughs> hey, <in> Austin? <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> and proceeds to, I'm proceeds to offer it to my son. To your son? <laughs> and he says to her, he says to her, dude, my dad's right there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Baby, if you're at a concert yeah. in Austin and you don't smell weed or get offered right. weed, something's not right, you right. know, so that's a great story.
1: It was wonderful.
3: Very cool, man. Dusty Hill, rest in peace, brother. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555 as we go through the show. If you have any uh, ZZ memories that you want to share on the air, that'd be cool. Well, we, uh, muddle through, uh, frankly, the rather depressing news of the day beyond that. Uh, 210-599-5555. I, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta start off with this story. You know, I, I'm, I i do not know how you are, but, you know, I am increasingly, and I, and I have my own thoughts as to why it's going on. And I'm, I'm talking about violence and crime. I am like a lot of folks, so I'm increasingly. Uh, disturbed by, you know, some of the stories we have seen over the past month or so, couple of months, where, you know, like we had the teenagers uh, in Queens that uh, uh, surrounded a guy, a, four, a retired fireman, and, and beat the crap out of him. Uh, we had, uh, I think they got this guy, The teen, I think it was a teenager in New York that uh, basically sucker punched a, a guy in his late 60s and stomped on his head and stole his wallet. And very often they 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 commit these crimes, and they they do post it on social media or they get caught on camera somehow security camera what have you but coming up well, I want to take a few calls uh, on zZ but uh, coming up I want to talk about this, this horrible thing that happened here in Bear County that went national uh and was national by the because I saw the story last night and by the time or whenever it broke but locally, and then by the time I got up it had gone national, so we 'll talk about uh, these teenage girls and and what they did when they came across a body in Bexar County. It's coming up two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Groove Dog Groove. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Not too bad, man. What are you thinking?
4: Well, I was just going to relate to you a very short ZZ Top story. Sure. But I grew up, I grew up in Houston in the Bunker Hill area,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and ZZ Top. We would know they were in town because their eighteen wheeler trailer would be parked at the Memorial City Mall. And there were some storage sheds behind some apartments right. that we had to walk to and climb up on one of the landings, and they would that's where they would practice. And you <laughs> knew where their spot was in the storage sheds because on the roof of it, there was all these half-pint empty bottles of Jim B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man.
3: Rock and roll Texas I also, style. <laughs> I also,
4: uh, when I went to high school with uh, – with the guy that uh, was the stand-in drummer, Jack Nichols. Hmm. Um, I went to school with his brother, but they had to kick Jack out of the band because he would beat people up all the time.
3: Well, you know, that could be an obstacle, you know.
4: (laughs) Way later in life, a few years later, I worked for a commercial artist who did a lot of rock and roll stuff, and Billy Gibbons wanted him to do the car tour, the Eliminator car tour. Oh, wow. Not the the actual show tour. And so he comes up, a a limousine pulls into my boss's house, (laughs) And our driveway, and he's like, who in the hell is this? And the driver's door opens, and so Billy Gibbons drove himself there. In,
3: in a limousine. Badass, man. <laughs> I got to run, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you, Groove Dog. Let's go to uh, Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Not too bad. Another day on planet Earth, man. Well,
6: I'll tell you what. My my experience with ZZ Top had to do with their either their business manager or their CPA being in our office building, also off of uh, Westheimer, you know, in Houston, right? And so I would see these guys going from the parking garage to you know through the air conditioned tunnel up to the to their wherever the floor the whatever floor they were on, but they were the epitome of sharp dressed men. <laughs> they wore they wore business suits. Really, they had their beards braided and tucked in the front of their suit, and they had their hair. <laughs> Tucked in the back.
3: Oh wow. And
6: they would wear the glasses and they would wear a baseball cap. Right. So that's that's what they they were
3: wearing business attire otherwise because it's a business business, meeting.
6: They had business attire on and they were respectable walking in the building, walking out of the building. I mean it was it was always kind of interesting when you would see them. I was twenty something years old. But, uh, wow, got that's great! That. That's ahead.
3: great, man. That that's also got something. There's something very Texas about that too, in a sense, in dressing yep. appropriately. I got to run, man. I appreciate the call, Joe. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk five fifty KTSa and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. News Talk five fifty KTSa FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. The phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. All right, uh, you know. We got to talk about this story is so dark and unbelievable. Um, and I, I mentioned this earlier about you know we're all I think uh, a little disturbed by, not a little disturbed maybe a lot disturbed by you know just the, the, the not only the random nature uh, of uh, you know, some of the violent acts that are taking place in our streets where people are just getting surrounded or, or you know stomped on the head and robbed in broad daylight. Uh, but we have this story now right here out right here, with Medina Valley, I believe. And I heard this last night, and it, by the time I got up this morning, it had already gone national. I'm, I'm looking now at the national story on Fox News. Chris, where is that? Where is that roughly? Do you know? I'm not sure. Uh, but we have uh, two teenage girls, both of whom I believe have now been apprehended uh but they they locate they, they happen along uh, a a the body of a young man who is in his mid-20s and that's a 17 year old and a 16 year old and they find the body of a 25 year old male and it's already an extraordinarily sad and tragic. Occurrence because, uh, according to authorities, according to the Bear, Bear County Sheriff's Office, uh, he had hung himself. He had committed suicide. <laughs> I can barely believe it enough to even uh, speak about it. But they he's wearing some kind of necklace, some kind of medallion. They remove it. They steal the medallion off the body of a young man who has just hung himself. Uh, and they take it and, uh, they do a Snapchat video about it. (laughs) You know, I, I, how do you, how do you,
0: how do you do that?
3: Uh, you know, and, uh, they, they were able to determine, and I guess they threw the, when the cops showed up, what I think, I guess they, I don't know if they they threw it, I guess they still had it, or they had the necklace, I think they, they threw in the, in the grass or something, but they still had a medallion. And, uh, this is all Monday morning around, I think, 8 a.m., 8.30, and they, again, made a video of it on Snapchat. Which somebody saw and sent to, uh, sent to the cops. The cops recognized the two young girls, or young women, uh, as witnesses, you know, uh, at, this bot- at this scene. And <laughs> I guess uh, uh, one of them said uh, that the reason they stole it, or this other girl stole it, took it off this body is because quote it matched her fashion style uh, <laughs> you know, i mean I, I I don't i i don't I don't have any you know deep analysis of this other than the story itself kind of tells you all you need to know i mean i i don't I don't know where we are in this country I'm, I'm not saying all teenagers are like this obviously, but man, who do you have to be at the age of sixteen and seventeen? You've barely been alive on planet stinking Earth. And somehow you are capable of stealing the necklace off a body. Now, that's bad enough, right? That's pretty incomprehensible for most of us. I'm so glad it's incomprehensible to me. I mean, my God. That's bad enough. But then you put it on social media that you did it? You know, I, I I've had a love hate relationship with with social media. I I do I only do Facebook. I don't do Instagram. I don't do Snapchat. I don't I don't tweet. But I tell you, you know, I I don't know if we'll ever find out or not because it's now it's an aspect of our lives that just isn't going away. But you know what social media has brought the human race is you know just a bad part of town man because i i don't get that i don't i cannot wrap my mind around this these are teenagers and you know, i don't know if are they is it possible they were unaware doing something like that is i don't know but to put it on social media Like, I mean, I can only guesstimate that they did that because I guess they thought they were being cool. (laughs) You know, we are on a bad track, you know, at a certain level on this. I mean, we are on a bad track on many different levels. All right. But this kind of a thing, obviously, there was no hesitation. There's no moral tickle there, you know, in the soul going, you know, this is a bad idea. This is not a good thing to do. This is horrible. Obviously, that moral or ethical hesitation did not exist in either one of these teenagers, okay? Because they celebrated the act on social media. You know, I I, I don't know, man. I don't I don't I don't have anything fancy to say about it, other than my God. We got to get back on track somehow, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSa. Yeah, but wait, there's more. New stock five fifty KTSI. Ron is it papil, I believe is how you pronounce it. And if you're of a certain age, <laughs> you remember all that Ronco weird stuff. That you know, people, the dude that sold all the Ronco stuff, the Bedazzler, the Vegematic. <laughs> The, my, the one that I wanted that I never got was the pocket fisherman living on Chesapeake. Bay. I said I want one of those, man.
1: They would have laughed you out of town. They would have on Chesapeake <laughs> Bay.
3: What do you got there, hun? The hell is that? You know, but I and uh, we we all grew up with these commercials with this with this guy, mm-hmm. and it was the weirdest crap. Yeah, you know, like uh, but but people the Auto Cup. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking at the picture. Tray. The smokeless ashtray, the food dehydrator, but the one that I actually had was Mr. Microphone. I, I remember I, I saw the Mr. Microphone, and the the Mr. Microphone basically was, you know, uh, a tra- a little transmitter basically into a. Ra- you see, you'd have a radio, you know, or a trans a transistor radio or something, right? If I remember correctly, yeah. Put a couple batteries in the Mr. Microphone, had like this weird this stringy, you know, like a string hanging on it that was an antenna, like a plastic mm. string or whatever. Right. And you could hear yourself, you could talk over the radio, over the stereo, Mr. Microphone had a big foamy, you know, thing on it.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: And I had one, and I had it for years. Actually, that lasted, I kept that for years. And, you know, uh, I remember my dad got it for me for Christmas. I got a Mr. Microphone for Christmas, and I was very young. And he, you know, my father said, "You know, I know that you want to pursue a career as a lawyer someday, but I want you to give that radio thing just one more <laughs> shot before you before you go into law school. Give radio one more shot." Here's a Mr. Microphone. I'm kidding, but I think that's probably what started the whole idea of being on the radio in my head when I was a kid. Right? Because I loved that damn Mr. Microphone. I loved it. But, you know, <laughs> it would annoy the crap out of my family. Sure.
1: It's, it's supposed to do that.
3: Come and eat, Sean. Okay, Mom, I'll be there in just a couple of seconds, but first, a brief look at your with her. I'll be there at the top of the hour. Why'd you give him that damn Mr. Microphone? Take the batteries out. And then they had a Mr. Microphone, too, that came with his own little amp, little speaker, little, you yeah, know. Even better. But, you know, I mean, that guy, Let's I didn't realize.
1: show on the road. Well,
3: I didn't realize, and he was the guy who kind of came up with the whole phrase, but wait, there's more which is almost standard now Yeah, you know uh but wait there's more no there isn't actually um you know and the, i didn't know this and i because i didn't sound like i knew a lot about the guy but uh <laughs> hair in a can spray i forgot about that um he was at one point had more screen time than in in the history of television than any other person on tv He was selling all this weird stuff. His
1: ads were always, and before they started doing the long-term infomercials, you may remember like on the weekends when your local TV affiliates are running the syndicated reruns of Gunsmoke or whatever, there he is, (laughs) right there, (laughs) There with Haas and Little Joe and Ron Popeil. (laughs) Ron Popeil.
3: Wow! Well, rest in peace, dude. There, but wait, there's no more. There's no more. Yet. <laughs> That's terrible, isn't it? Well, he had a good life. I don't feel bad. No, I <laughs> always
1: wanted a Mr. Microphone, but I never. You never had, never one? had one. No, my! My neighbor had one. My friend, really? My kid I knew growing up. Growing up, his parents bought him one, and they took it away when they came home one day, and and found us uh, in the living room imitating the Richard Pryor concert we saw. No. On HBO. <laughs> yeah. You know what made me mad? <laughs> I bet that went over oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. well. I, I, I assume they stood and listened for a few moments. <laughs> Heard enough.
3: Heard enough. <laughs> to get that Mr. <laughs> microphone out of their
7: hands. Yeah, so when I asked, cussing.
1: When I asked for one, word got around to my folks. and Wow. It was a resounding no.
3: Resounding no. Well, I had one. I had a Mr. Microphone. Chris, I had a Mr. Microphone. I did. I had a Mr. Microphone. It's part of my white privilege, you know. <laughs> It was my privilege that got me the the Mister <laughs> microphone.
4: You're sure sure identified as a Mister?
3: Huh? We'll see how you. Well, right now you'd have to ask the damn microphone's pronoun. Right. I want to be called a they microphone. And if you don't call me a they microphone, I'm not doing any more interviews. All right.
1: It's a Cisco phone. <laughs>
3: the bedazzler um, <laughs> might be popular these days. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring back the the bedazzler. Because I got a pair of slacks anyway two one <laughs> <and> zero <clears throat> for you young people the bedazzler was <laughs> it was it was a gun that you could sh- it was like little rhinestones what the hell were they like little like you'd bedazzle your clothing if you yeah. were so inclined Then later in life open up a disco you know <laughs> Two one zero five nine nine. 599
1: I want to be just like Elton John and have some really flashy clothing.
3: I got me a bedazzler, but wait, there's more. 210 5555 Hey, oh, I remember the famous line now. Let's look at this article, the famous line that we all, could, we all would repeat from the Mr. Microphone commercials where they show people using it in different ways, and the dudes pull up in the convertible. And there's a hot chick walking along. The street. Hey, good-looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. And then Mr. Microphone through the car stereo. <laughs> Crap It get you arrested today. <laughs> hey, good-looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. Oh, Mr. Greepy. You like my master microphone? Do you like... Do you like my Mr. Microphone? All right. 2105. This is ridiculous. 2105995555. <laughs> you thought
4: that was creepy. There's more.
3: But <laughs> wait, there's more. Look at this. All right. <laughs> All right. 2105995555. any crap from Ronco. Let me know.
8: Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com.
3: But wait, there's more. Actually, there is. News Talk 550 KTSA. About another hour nine minutes. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. You know, uh, Joe Biden used to drive a big rig. Used to be a interstate uh, truck driver. Used to be a, Used to drive an 18-wheeler. Did you know that? For real. You didn't know that because he didn't do that. He's he's at a, uh, a Mack truck uh, facility of some kind in, in Pennsylvania. And uh, he's talking to the, for the employees there. <laughs> and for some, do you have the audio? I don't know if we have the audio or not. He says, I used to drive an 18-wheeler, man. <laughs> he's got to throw the man in just so people know he's cool. I used to drive an 18-wheeler, man. I got to. I don't know what the hell that's. Then that he adds, I got to. I don't know what that means. And what's bizarre about that is, first off, no, he, he's never driven an 18-wheeler. Uh, I think if, if he'd have been you know, uh, a long-haul trucker, that, that probably would have come up at some point in his over almost 50 years in, in politics and uh so you know uh, he gets a uh, the fox news and other news agencies trying to you know not not many of them nobody really you know they're trying to protect him but they they try to you know have that explained uh and a puke from the white house uh said that he once rode uh in an 18 wheeler uh on a uh damn near 600 mile haul to or ride to, to Ohio. But, of course, riding in an 18-wheeler is not the same thing as driving one. And uh, when the Fox News person, you know, pointed that out, then the spokespug from the White House said, well, um, you know, w- w- I, he drove a like, school bus as a summer job. Which, again, is not the same thing. Not the same thing, man. And, you know, in my vast, my many years uh, of experience in the convenience store gas station uh, industri- industry, you know, I've known a lot of lo- a lot of truckers over the years. They're good people, hardworking people. But Joe's just one of those guys that, man, he, he just, he, he he's a bullcrapper. Well, What's that?
4: He's thinking, one time I did put a hammer down.
3: <laughs> you know, I mean, he is he's a bullcrapper. You ever know a bullcrapper Trey and I were talking about this earlier you ever know a bullcrapper? I can't say the full word you know what word I mean. I actually had a family member who was a bullcrapper you know it, whatever it, whatever the subject was he'd done it he'd done it more than you you know he'd been it was just one of the bullcrapper you know they're always they can't shut up about themselves and he's like that and they just make crap up you know it's a way of masking their insecurity. Whatever that insecurity may be based on, or uh, whatever it rises from, you know, and, and and Joe Biden is that guy. He's that guy. Oh, yeah, I've been to the moon. Like, if, you know, if he was at NASA, oh, yeah, I've been to the moon. Listen, champ, when I was on the moon, I said, Neil, you go out first. No, it's your moment, buddy. You know what I mean? It, you know, he's done it better. He's done it more. And, and and what was even more insipid, though, is the White House trying to spin that. Well, he once rode in an 18-wheeler. Not the same thing. Well, he drove a school bus once. Not the same thing. He once sang the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> he had a pickup truck. It's the same thing. You know, I would have... Just come out and say, no, the the president never drove a big rig, never drove an 18-wheeler.
4: Did it say Tonka on the side? Was it a
3: Tonka, Joe? Was it a Tonka in the sandbox? Listen, champ. You know? (sighs) See, because that's not... Chris, that's not being an old fart. That's not him, you know... Having a, a senior moment there, okay? Because I, I, I've seen senior moments. I've had a few myself. All right, that he invented that. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> Unless you're capable of remembering crap you didn't do, which I've never experienced with anybody who was in sort of decline. All
4: right? It's a tall tale you tell your grandkids right before you ask them to pull your finger.
3: <laughs> right. But you don't misspeak and claim to have done something you didn't actually do, especially something like that, driving an eighteen wheeler, just because you're at a, just because you had a freaking Mack truck facility. What do you think was going to happen? People just roll with it, and get it. Listen, man, listen, man. When I'm when I'm when I'm on my way to a choke and puke, and I got a bear and a plain brown wrapper ca- creeping up my ass. Listen, Huckleberry. Listen, Corn Pop. Listen, man. Listen, champ. When I was doing the long haul in Scranton, <laughs> met a lot of cool chicks at the truck stop. Let me tell you something, champ. It's like, stop, man, just stop. When you meet a bullcrapper, now what you want to say to him? I'm like, would you stop? That's Doctor Lot Lizard to you. <laughs> That's Doctor Lot Lizard, pal. That's where I got my PhD. Stall number three. You know, right next to the throwing stars display. The president is a (laughs) bullcrapper. Listen, champ, listen, about this COVID thing. During my heart surgeon days, you know, uh, when I was the uh, head of Johns Hopkins, the surgical wing. Listen, pal, I could string a heart together like nobody's business, pal. You know what a bullcrapper he is. And and he's the president of the United States. And they had to explain that crap yesterday, man. <laughs> they had to explain that crap yesterday, man. <laughs> no, he rode the truck. And then it's he once waved to the guy driving the truck going by. He wants honk the horn. He once did the honk horn thing in the limousine, champ. That is, that's always my response when I encounter a bullcrapper. Just stop. <laughs>
7: stop. You're killing me, Joe. All
3: right. Uh, I didn't mean to spend the whole segment doing that, but I mean, that's your president. Some of you people actually did vote for that guy. Some of you did. It's not a secret. No, it's not. All oh, the truck driving thing, that was kind of a secret. Because it didn't happen. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
1: I mean, it's absolutely absurd what this body is doing, the people's house. It's an embarrassment. It's a mockery. And the American people are fed up.
3: Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hour number two, five minutes after 10. COVID, 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 COVID. Uh, pandemic, pandemic masks. Else, uh, was Chip Roy going off on uh, Nancy Pelosi playing mask footsie. Because, you know, about whether or not they're going to have to wear masks and masks and we're going to have to wear masks. Are we going back? I mean, what do you think? Let's just talk about it. I mean, do you think because yesterday was the first day you know, I've kind of picked up on I'm seeing more and more folks wearing the masks again. You know, if I go to HEB, I see more people wearing the masks again. Um I went to see my mom yesterday afternoon. She's in a, an assisted living place and uh first thing I noticed is the entire staff and they're all vaccinated obviously. Uh everybody's wearing masks again. You know. So here we go. Uh we're we're you know, hearing about vaccine mandates, mask mandates. Excuse me. Uh and and uh I you know are you up for this? Is this uh You know, because now, now we're trying to deal. We're trying to wrap our noggins around what we've been dealing with this week is this idea that the folks who have been vaccinated now need to start wearing masks if you're in a high infection place, if you're in the red zone or or whatever the hell they're calling it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not. I'm not trying to diminish to diminish the, the the virus itself. We we all know people who are very ill with this. Uh, But you have, you got Ron and the judge out there. They're back. (laughs) Season number two. And they want your kids wearing masks before they can go back to school. I don't think they're going to open the schools. You know, myself, I think they're probably not going to open the damn schools. We got some time. Not a lot, but they got some time to shut them down. Uh, You know, I, I, I hate to keep saying this, but it's true in that if the vaccines work or don't work, I don't know at this point. Uh, I, I I don't believe the masks work. I really seriously do not. But as far as where we are, where we are with this thing, you know, is this are we just is this going to be? I asked Trey this morning. I said, "Is this ever going to be over?" What do you think? You know, is this ever going to be over? His response: You know, this might be just a way of life now. And uh, I I I feel a little bit I, I got to talk to my I was talking about talking to my wife about I feel a little better going in if this is if if in a few weeks everybody's back on lockdown you know which I think unfortunately uh, you know at least the first time around we had a guy in the Oval Office that gave a crap about people so I, I don't I don't know how we're gonna weather the storm this time out with with the the rabble that's running things right now. Who have largely been full of crap on the pandemic in general. Who also uh, decided to open the border and flood this country with millions of people. And we don't know how many of them got the COVID. I feel, though, because of my experience with the heart attack and all that, that I'm I'm maybe a little a slightly better in a slightly better place to go into this thing again. Just because I, you know, having a freaking heart attack will give you some freaking perspective on things, you know. But you know, I, it, it, this is it's disastrous for our society. You know, and I, 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 I don't know. Are you up for it? Are you going to be able to? Do you do? You, are you up for this? If we if we have to go right back to where we were, and how we were living for fourteen months, a little over a year, are you up for it? Because you know, a lot of people enjoyed it. Some people uh, are probably miss living that way. There is a segment of people who like living uh, under pandemic conditions for whatever bizarre reasons. There are other people who suffered extreme mental health issues as a result, largely young people. Middle aged guys too, like me. You know, are you up for this? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. 5555 here's Esteban. Esteban, how you doing?
9: All right. First of all, I hope none of the parents insist on having their kids wear masks outside. Uh-huh. While they're riding a bike, that's borderline child abuse knowing what we know about carbon dioxide levels in the blood when you're wearing a mask, yeah, I know it's more I know Covid's around more uh I called Chip Roy's office yesterday and told him basically, thank you for having the brains and the colonists to tell the truth, right, but I've altered my behavior I'm not going to a grocery store at peak times, right, and, but I'm still going to go fishing. And so I want to try to live some live my life normally, but the whole thing about the darn COVID is I'm the son of an aviator. You take precautions, but you don't panic. And all the crap that's going on is more fear porn, than getting people to panic. You do well, a lot of things. I and agree, and,
3: and we and we do know that, and I I think you are agree with this opinion that. You know, uh, this thing was kind of poisoned with politics the first time out. They certainly used it to cheat the election. And we know that that's a desire because that's one of the reasons why they opened the border. And now they're the ones in charge. So, you know, who do you believe about any of it?
9: Uh, Fauci, I trust that Fauci will lie. I have complete trust that Fauci is lying every time he opens his mouth. me too,
5: yeah.
3: Me too. I gotta run Esteban. Thanks for going two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh eleven minutes after ten. Here's Mark. Mark, how you doing?
2: Doing fine, Sean.
3: What are you thinking, man?
2: Uh COVID will be over when it's over. All viruses eventually everybody gets infected in the world and it all takes time. And also we just need to live with it. Uh, and also, what you know, what we're living through is we live in an unprecedented age of hype and hysteria about everything. Well, certainly. And also, and also, we have the we also have the added factor that all of it's been politicized, uh, horribly so. so. And so that's the thing we're having to live through. And basically, I mean, I, I just I've adopted. I'm not afraid of it. I mean. I, I I think that uh you know I live a life I live I live normal life and I do what I want to do and uh you know uh and I think all of us what I do know is is I like I said I have faith and I have reason and I know that the virus will be over when it's over because right. they all they all end it's right. a, it's a it's a natural biological
3: Sure. Uh, I, I, my, my, and I got to run I got so many okay, people trying okay. to get through right here. Thank you for the call. My, my, the, the, I, am I afraid of the virus? Not really. I mean, I, like I said, I got, and now I'm going, if this is the second round of COVID life, all right, now I'm actually an at risk person. And I'm not, I'm not, I just don't let it get into, get into my brain. I actually never feared the virus, not even the first time around. What I fear is what happens as a result. And again, we know that the people who are currently running things from the perspective of the federal government uh, used this pandemic to, in my opinion, cheat an election, a presidential election. This is how Joe Biden got elected. That's why they're fighting so hard against these state laws protecting a state's right to govern their own elections because they want to cheat again. So, yeah, the virus is going to be with us as long as it's going to be with us. The variants, maybe it's something we have to learn to live with. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. But what this country ends up looking like and being as a result of it is what disturbs me and keeps me awake at night. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Now, I'm going to put Steve on because he's been holding for a long, long time. Steve, how you doing, man?
10: I'm doing I'm doing well, Sean. Thank you. Just just real quick with 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 fraudulent Joe Biden's claim, uh, false claim of being a big rig driver. (laughs) It really it really is stolen valor on a lesser scale. Right. Again, they're claiming something they had no part of, never had any Mm. part of Joe Biden's never worn a pair of work gloves in his life yep okay the absolutely democrats have no honor they have no integrity now with regard to these two little girls that stole this pendant off of this deceased human being they have no honor they have no integrity they have no moral compass the question was asked what will they be when they grow up well what they will be is democrats right and we need to remember these kids these two little girls are the people. That people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer hmm. and AOC, they want these kids voting. They right. want them in the voting booth. Yeah,
3: absolutely they do. I completely agree, man. Steve, thank you so much. Uh sorry about the whole two one zero five nine nine fifty Uh let's oh, another Mark. Here's Mark number two. Mark, how you doing?
0: Good, Sean.
3: What are you, what are you thinking?
0: Taking my call. Well, honestly, I'll tell you. I want artic- to try to articulate this well. Um, so I don't believe that it's going to end, as to your question, because when they said 15 days to slow the spread, I knew they were lying. Hmm. And here, and here's what I will say: the level of dishonesty on the part of the media and the people perpetrating this pandemic. Is not being addressed by the people. The people need to understand that there is a level of lying and dishonesty that we have to challenge and come against. I they're agree. Keep, they're going to keep on doing it, and we have to stand up. And, and It doesn't matter about the pointing of the finger. I think what's going on is we're not addressing what's missing, and what's missing is confrontation of the dishonesty and the fact that they're putting all these things forward and they're just getting away with it because there's no consequences for their actions. Right. It may seem like it is, but there's not. And I just want to say thank you for pointing it out because it's all we can do, right? right. Because I'll tell you, my, my family and I, we're not going to comply. Right. We are not going to obey. I'm not going to bow before them because our freedoms are our freedoms. And my family before me, my great-grand, on my wife's side, I have many people that fought and died and build their blood for the freedoms that we enjoy. And the only reason why people are uh, uh, allowing this to happen is because the only authority that they have over us is that which we allow.
5: I
3: agree. The
0: People have to take responsibility and stand up and say enough is enough. And it's not just about the voting booth.
3: Right. I got to go, Mark. But, I, dude, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. That was beautifully said. Uh, I'll pick up right from there when we get back. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station, Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. How are you? Talking about uh, the COVIDs. And uh, whatever else is on your mind, I got st- still folks calling up about ZZ and, and Dusty Hill. Uh, you know, uh, Biden claiming to be a truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> but really, you know, uh, it's I, I, you know, I what do we do? I mean, because the last caller very eloquently said, you know, the, my I have relatives who fought, spilled their blood for for our freedom, the freedoms that we enjoy. And I'm not going back. I'm not going to be told what to do. We're not going to comply. Uh, with whatever mandates come down the pike I, I think mandates first and foremost are one of the dumbest ideas you can possibly bring into the country and, I'll, and i and i said this the other day because people who are not are, are for some reason they don't want to be vaccinated are not going to be any more willing to get vaccinated if you if you try to freaking make them and the whole idea of mandates, in my opinion, is that people are just too stupid to know how to live, and we got to tell them how to live. Uh, like I said, Nuremberg and the judge want to mandate kids wearing uh, masks in school, and there's no, there, there is not one molecule of science behind that. Um, as far as me personally, I I don't know. I mean, I, 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 uh, a lot of it has to do with, you know, where my family is with this stuff, you know, with my daughter and, uh, and, and then I, now I got a freaking condition I got to worry about. So I don't know. I I I said earlier on wearing and that having gone through this experience, and I and frankly, I'm still getting kind of used to the idea. I'm still I'm still adapting. Don't get me. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some freaking life guru now because I had a heart attack. I'm still trying to wrap my own mind around it. Frankly, living my life with a car battery hanging off my shoulder. But it does. You 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 do get a certain amount of perspective. Uh, on w- what you should worry about, what you shouldn't worry about, what you should stress. Because I got, I, I actually have to watch my freaking stress levels. Like I cannot, you know. And I'm that's the part I'm still working out. Because I tend to be a worrier, a worry wart, so to speak. I tend to, you know, get stressed out about stuff really badly. It's it's uh, it's one of the aspects of my nature that has always caused me issues with things like depression and other things, you know, and uh, and so I have to I, I have to work at that. I have to work at not letting myself get stressed out because I get stressed very freaking easily. And when I get there, I'm there and it's very hard to get out of it. So, I am learning to put things into perspective every day i I try to tell myself you 're just lucky to be on the planet man
5: <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> however
3: you gotta live is however you gotta live to continue being on the planet, and you 're either gonna do that for yourself or you 're gonna do it for your kids and your wife, but you 're gonna do it um so you know whereas Going into the lockdown the first time around, really kind of rattled my cage a lot. There was a lot of stress, a lot of work. Because I had other things that were going on at the same time. I'm learning to. Well, I'm learning. I'm trying to teach myself, and my wife really is a big help in this with her words of wisdom and her love and concern. Is what can I put on the shelf and not worry about? Not that I don't want to deal with it, but what is worth stress and what is not worth the stress? So you know, I don't. We're not saying this is happening in any way, shape, or form. But you know, Jack's still working at home. I know Trey would like to be working at home. We may end up working back at home. I I don't know if that happens. I'm not going to let it bum me out or screw me up. Does that make sense? You know, certain things I have to do. I have to wear a stinking mask. Okay, if I got to go to the doctor, I got to wear a stinking mask. I, I have no choice. I have to wear the mask to go in and see the doctor. Now I have to wear a mask to go into the facility where my mom lives. I I, I don't have a choice. If I want to see my mom, I got to put a stinking mask on even though I'm vaccinated. Um again, I, this time out I I'll, I'm cool with that. I'll be all right, you know. Again, what bothers me and, and you know, what troubles me is what will this be used to accomplish, you know, which I, I think largely has to do with election laws and voter fraud. And that's the stuff. Plus, the economy is going to take a dive if everybody has to go on lockdown again. We have businesses that have barely made it. Many of them didn't. So, you know, I I, I get concerned about the motivations of the people who are currently in charge and the people that we should be able to depend on for solid, solid information on things like this, and we just are not going to get it. We already aren't. We already are getting their bullcrap in us again. So, you know, I don't know, if any, I don't know if any of that makes any sense, but, you know, you got you got to take the responsibility of your own life into your own hands on many different levels. So if you want to wear a mask because of your situation, wear a mask. If you want to start going on lockdown yourself, then go on lockdown because you have a special situation or a family member. That should be – the mandate part, yeah, I hate it. I hate it, but I, you know, may or may not be able to do, any, do anything about that. 210, I know that maybe sounds like a whole bunch of nothing, but <laughs> I hope I'm making sense. 210 599 Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. At the end of the day, it's just kind of sad. But you know, again, like when Trey and I were talking earlier, well, how's this going to? When is this going to end? Well, I don't know. I don't know. And that's the part that is really reminiscent of where I was and where we were for fourteen months. What's going to happen next? I don't know. I damn sure think they had to close the freaking border, though. My God, that's a no brainer, man. And that's not going to happen. And you know what? To a certain extent, it's already too late because we've got millions of people in this country that we don't know where they are. We don't know if they have COVID or not. We're finding them in hotels where nobody locally knows anything about it. That we should do something about. That's probably not going to happen either. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. i got to do what's been on hold for like three hours to talk about Dusty Hill. We'll talk about him here in a second. But I, I just saw something that is so disturbing to me. I've, I've kind of lost my focus for a second. I'm so disturbed. Do you realize they're making a Clerks 3? Do you know that Kevin Smith is making a Clerks 3? With the same old cast? Somebody just posted a selfie they took. Uh, for their first, this was a couple days ago, for their first read through of the clerk's three script. Oh, holy God, they look so stinking old. Ooh. Dante looks like somebody's grandfather. My God. God, Clerks three, the Clerks two kind of sucked. I don't know if we have any Clerks fans in this in, in this audience. You know, I, I Clerks I Clerks was a big movie for me when it came out. What was that? Early '90s, mid '90s, or something like that. Clerks was a big deal to me because I would worked in several convenience stores at that point. So half the movie, like I'm really like just yeah, that's true. But then Clerks two comes out, and Clerks two was like a bad Vegas act. So, I don't know, man. Kevin's going to roll the dice on Clerks 3. I didn't see that last uh, Jay and Silent Bob movie. Did anybody see that? Nobody watched that one either, did they? So, good luck with that, man. Clerks 3, wow. And he had a heart attack. Remember, he had a heart attack of, uh, several years ago, uh, Kevin Smith. I interviewed him once. He's actually a very cool guy. Hates Bruce Willis's guts. <laughs> Remember that movie, that crappy movie they did together? Um. Here's uh. Here's James. James, how you doing?
7: Good, good. How you doing, man?
3: Not too bad. Mango, what are you thinking?
7: I'm glad you're back. My mornings just weren't complete without you.
3: No, thank uh, you, man. I appreciate that. It means everything to me. Thank you.
7: You're, you're a good. one. uh, I was fortunate to see ZZ Top in Victoria at the National Guard Armory. Mm. Back in, uh, I think it was around 1969. Oh wow! And that was one of their first shows that they put on. Oh wow! And they had a good, good crowd, and they blew everybody's minds. And uh, they had their cowboy hats on, folded <laughs> up on the side, you know. Right. And pearl pearl snap shirts, hmm. and uh, and their their guest band was uh, Bubble Puppy.
3: I don't, know who that, if, I don't know who that is.
7: Ask Chris to, to Google Bubble Puppy.
3: Don Morgan knows who they are. He's got a thumbs up from him.
1: Hot they're, Smoking they're, Sassafras they're, was their big song. Hot Smoking Sassafras? Yeah, yeah, they're, 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 a, they're a San Antonio band.
3: I did not know yeah. that. I'm yeah, so unhip I, when it comes to I'm music. Hot Yeah. Wow. Right.
7: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like 18... So them guys were about two or three years older than me at that time right <laughs> and they were fan they were fantastic
3: well uh you know I, it's it's uh it's uh, it's a shame he's seventy two fellas you know just went to sleep and then get back up again and uh we uh you know but,
7: I'll, but but I'll always say that if you die in your sleep, that's a blessing
3: right right well, there's that man, I appreciate the call, thanks for the memory, brother, and thanks for holding for so long
7: I appreciate, I appreciate your show
3: God bless you, man, thank you thank you All right, man. I'm so, you know, Don, you understand, I've been listening to the same five records for the oh, past right. 30 years. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> that's why I try to buy something new for something else for you every Don time. Don actually,
3: again. yeah, sends me CDs that he thinks <laughs> I'll like. And most of them I have liked, actually, because right. uh, you sent me about half a dozen over the years. Yeah. It's
1: and, all stuff uh, that's kind of mellow, because it's kinda, you know, I think that's what you need in your life. I, I need some mellow, man. <laughs> Don't upset me. Psst. Yeah.
3: So, you know, I'm trying to mellow my ass out. But, yeah, no, I'd never heard of that band. That's another Texas band. What are they called? Bubble Puppy. Bubble Puppy.
1: See, and this is something that I've learned over the years is that at some point, all these psychedelic bands were headquartered here. Because you (laughs) think, you think, you know, San Francisco would be. Right. But, no, if you dig a little deeper, the really cool psychedelic rock bands were from Texas. That's
3: amazing to me. And
1: that was one of them. That is amazing to me. I'll look them
3: up. 13th about
1: floor elevators, you know, they were great.
3: That was the name of the, uh, that was the name of a song?
1: Uh, no, it was the name of a band from Austin. Uh,
3: really? Yep. <laughs> I Very like good. that. Yeah. I like the psychedelic stuff, man. I like pre- that back in the day.
1: It's pretty cool. It's a pretty it? heady stuff. Really? Obviously the dope down here was real good back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> stuff was pretty Well, that's what gave us Willie. <laughs> you know, it gave us Waylon and Willie. This stuff is pretty far out. Far so out, now, man. You listen to it, It's like, what the heck? Right. They're from Texas. No kidding.
3: I like that. I like that sort of thing. I like psychedelic music. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, but you know, and just uh, just uh, one more uh, trip behind the curtain here. In that, you know, you and Trey and Jack's the same. It, we started out as music DJs, and I think that 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 brings with you a love of music and an eclectic sense mm-hmm. and appreciation for music, because all three of you have encyclopedic. Minds and I, my, my my mentor in the business, Bob, was a guy like that. You know, any song lyric, and he could tell you what year it came out. Right, knew everything about every single band. See, all I've ever cared about is me. So when I go on the radio, I never cared about the music. <laughs> it's like, when do we get back to me? <laughs> is the damn song over, so I can start running my trap again. I'm not self-absorbed, but it's all about me! So I I just, I was never, I never, as I, because I did music radio for a number of years, but I mostly did morning radio. Right. So again, it was just me running my trap. Mm. I didn't care what the freaking music was. (laughs) I didn't listen to it. Classic rock was probably the most uh, embarrassing time I ever did radio, because I really didn't know a lot about the bands, or heavy metal. Mm. I didn't know anything about the heavy metal bands I was talking about. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, you can just... To, to something you can relate to. When you come in to do your show and you've got a topic that you want to talk about, you know, you have to do some research. Right. And so it was the same thing, you know, for me coming along. Right. Um. know, I was so much younger than everybody else in the building. I was only 16 at the time. Right, right. I didn't know a lot of these older bands, so I had to do my research. Right. And, and when I switched over to become a country DJ at 19, I had no idea. <laughs> Right. I, I knew Kenny Rogers. Right. You know, that was about it. So I had.
3: To, but you had to do your prep. Right. So you could talk up the songs and talk yeah, about the record. You had
1: to learn who, you know, where are these people from? Right. You know, have they had songs before? <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, so yeah, just part of the research. And so you learn things.
3: So. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm asking my traffic guy, who the hell are these people we're playing? Who are they? <laughs> Metallica? <laughs> All
1: right. Hey, it's Sean.
3: Uh, <laughs> welcome back, uh, to the coast. Uh, I was at Metallica. Anyway, <laughs> Metallica. Um, Metallica. That was Metallica. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Dudes with long hair, except for the drummer.
1: Okay, um,
3: <laughs> moving right along. Dude, dude, I don't. I'm not. I'm not the guy who knows a lot of music, man. Do
1: you remember back? I don't know if you remember when they used to, when the. Computers first came into use. Auto jog. Yeah, and you would have you would have like the name of the song, the length of the song, and then who who recorded the song, all on your screen, right there. And oftentimes, it was alphabetical, so it was like the last name first,
9: and you would you would
1: just know it's Stephen Stills or whoever. Right. Well, there was this one guy who came in, and he was you know he really didn't know anything about about music other than the fact that if it's an artist with just one guy. You know the name will appear alphabetically. If it's a band, it's going to appear alphabetically as well. And it, and it, things were going all right until he played a song by Dan Steele. <laughs> Here's right. Dan Steely. latest hit. lose that number.
3: <laughs> latest hit. It's time, and I'm your name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Dan Steele. Who the hell is that?
3: Dan Steele. Oh, that's I funny. Two that one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five radio days um gino hang on we'll talk to you when we get back again remembering dusty hill as well uh 210-599-5555 it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa hi this is jack riccardi and you're listening to news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 stay connected and we're back news talk 550 ktsa talking about a lot of things talking about the covids talking about the passing of dusty hill my lack of musical knowledge when I was a music jock. Uh, this song's called Off Ramp uh, by Metalika. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always liked running my mouth on the radio, but I, never, I was not a big music guy. I was not a go to music expert. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. 599 uh, but some of you are. That's why we like talking to you. Here's Charles. Charles, how are you doing?
5: Hey, Sean, thank you for taking my call. Sure. You know, about about flying the flag half staff at the Capitol, I think uh, San Antonio ought to take the lead, and I'll tell you why, and I'm surprised Trey didn't mention it. Ethie Tom spent a lot of time here in San Antonio. There was a place. Do you know where uh, uh, Comalander Stadium is in the Northeast Independent School District?
3: Mm, I'm not sure. Maybe.
5: It's right there off of George Maltzberger and Warsby Parkway. Right. They used to call it Northeast Stadium. Well, down the street from that – that stadium, there used to be a place called the Canteen Student Center. And that was back in the later 70s and early 70s. And ZZ Top actually played there numerous times. Oh, wow. where they, they used to call San Antonio their second home. And they when they were first starting out, they used to say that little old band from San Antonio. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's so, great. Ron Neuenberg ought to take the lead and say, you know what? In Dusty Hill's memory, let's fly at least you know, here in San
3: Antonio. It would be My great, friend. but Ron's a little Ron's a little busy right now trying to get your masks on your kids.
5: Okay, yeah, I know. You know anyway, And he
3: actually met Nuremberg actually met Billy Gibbons just a few weeks ago. There was a uh uh lifetime achievement award given to uh Augie Myers, uh I don't know, a couple of months ago and and uh and and uh Billy Gibbons was there and played that night. Uh, no, but Ron's Ron's really got his hands full trying to get that mask back on your face. 210 599 5555 Here's Richard. Richard, how you doing? We'll talk to Gino. Richard, how you doing?
8: Hey, pretty good. Pretty good, Sean. This is sort of his easy top story. Let's go back in the time machine, being as we're stuck in it this morning, <laughs> uh, to uh, two days before the, the turn of the century. I'm pulling out of my driveway at the farm here. I'm closing the gate behind the car. My wife's sitting there. We're going to town for lunch up pulls this van it's one of those commercial type vans you know right and, uh, there's two foxy chicks sitting in the front of it and uh, <laughs> she hollers out she hollers out can you help me and i wandered up there to the van asked her to i help bet me. you did wow, you want? <laughs> and she said well do you know where the chicken ranch is i said yeah it's about a mile back down the road you went past it but it ain't there anymore and she says, no, but we got a job there. I said, well, you're about 20 years too late. <laughs> <laughs> what it was, it was the millennial chicken. And I heard about it on the radio at the big New Year's Eve party of what was left of the chicken ranch. I mean, nothing but concrete. I'm not chicken. really getting this
3: easy top connection here, though. I don't uh
8: You know, the, the chicken ranch song. And oh, all.
3: see, that's another where my lack of knowledge about yeah, ZZ song, Top comes up. The
1: song LaGrange. Oh. It's about the chicken wrench. Oh, okay. That's right.
8: Well, anyway, uh, they it, we were going to buy tickets and go in at the gate. Well, we drove out there. There was nobody there. The garage <laughs> was full of, of wash tubs full of beer floating around, ice down. <laughs> Some little old church ladies in town heard about it, right. and <laughs> they got it killed because they didn't no, have hairline. No.
3: Right, right. <laughs> well, good story, man. Sorry, was a little slow in the draw there, but I appreciate this, appreciate the this story, Richard. Yeah, I see. That's how ignorant I am. Of <laughs> yeah.
1: what do you guys oh, you want to remember? remember? I, the, uh... I
3: started my career off playing Michael Bolton. Okay, what?
1: You remember the movie The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Dolly Parton? I've ever, I've actually never actually right. seen. It well, was about that, please. Oh, okay. Well, it's based on that. So. Okay. But I think the ZZ Top song is probably a little more accurate
3: (laughs) (laughs) than the Dolly Parton, Burt Reynolds version. I think so. Yeah. Did Burt Reynolds actually sing in that movie? I'm not sure. I don't think he did. I don't know. I've never seen it. Um, God, I'm just my my ignorance is on display like all over the air today. (laughs) Hey, it's Sean. I'm going to spend 30 minutes telling you about all the stuff I don't know. Um, and and, but wait, st- there's
1: more. What? And I had a strong desire for a pocket fisherman when I was a child. I did. Yeah.
3: No, they would never get, my dad, who was a lifelong fisherman, would never get him because that guy died. The, guy, the Ronco guy passed away as well. Uh, he was in his 80s. Yeah. Ron papel, Uh, and I always wanted a pocket fisherman. I never got one, but I did get a Mr. Microphone. And that's where it all began. From screaming my brains out of my parents' stereo to here, <laughs> what a hell of a journey it's been. <laughs> Hell of a journey, man. Twelve radio stations and six gas stations later. Um, here's Gino. Gino, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. Box or soft?
7: I'm sorry. Uh, box.
3: Okay. What, what's going on with you?
7: I've got eight track tape players. Uh, check it out. <laughs> Let me tell you. I figured out this critical race theory. What it is, it's white trash people telling white people that they're white trash. <laughs> you know what?
3: Well, yeah. some of the more some of the more annoying liberals are Caucasian liberals who talk for the black man. You know what I mean? Man, those are some of the worst people in the world, man.
7: Also, uh, they're you know the old phrase, "The South will, ri- will rise again." Right. I didn't think it'd be coming
5: from that far south. You know? <laughs> see how you are? <laughs> All right. thank you very much.
3: Thank you, man. Right. Thank you, thank you. Two one zero five nine nine. Well, we got about a minute here. If you want to try to get in under the Y, you can always email me, too, and tell me you hate my guts. It's uh, Sean at KTSA.com, Sean at KTSA.com. I don't respond to every email I get, but I do uh, read every email I get, even if you hate my stinking guts. In fact, I, I read those first. And, uh, you know, we'll see what, what happens with masks and lockdowns and Delta variants. Uh, again, it, it kind of feels to me like we're we're getting ready to go back down that road uh Trey and I were talking about this earlier I would be very surprised if they are even going to open schools I don't know I have no knowledge whether they are going to do anything different I know Nuremberg is petitioning the the governor Nuremberg and to judge uh petitioning the governor to mandate masks for kids in public schools and uh and also for uh government employees uh at the municipal and state level so here we go again Here we go again. Uh, We'll see how it shakes out for us all, man. Rest in peace, uh, Dusty Hill. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. My good brother, Don Morgan, and my other good brother, uh, Trey Ware. Chris, you're my good brother, too. You're all my brothers. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.